Hello and welcome to The Lineup, presented by True Blue LA, presented by... I'm always afraid to say a sponsor there because I don't know, like, I don't want to get sued. Right. So I have to, like, make up a business, uh, and then I'm not not good at that at the... Something, something thermodynamics, I believe. (laughs) A subsidiary of Globex. Uh, Yeah. Jarmer Fawn. Proud (laughs) supporter of this podcast. So, uh, you know, we've got kind of, I think, the sort of standard slate of right before spring training off-season news. Oh, you thought the Dodgers were done making moves? (laughs) I don't think so. I I mean, <laughs> I thought they were done making you know impact super impactful moves, uh, and but I you, thought they would. You, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, still. <laughs> but you know what? They I think they yeah, made some impactful it, moves. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna, we're going to talk about that. Uh, I think. Oh, we're going to talk about Joe West. That's so exciting. Yeah, like, there's who, there's a there's a Dodger tie-in. It's fun. So we'll talk about that, and then we've got some questions from Craig. All of that after this. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I had a friend message me on Slack uh, Monday, so two couple days ago, saying, I forget his exact words, it pro- uh, but it was something to the kin of this uh, extra innings rule is, let's see, I'm going to quote, Terrible, right? Who? Yeah. I thought I was going to break the <laughs> the parental you, you, guidance I'm, rule I'm for the first time. The who, yeah, who I don't think. I don't, no, I think I have once. Yeah. Um, and I thought I was going to have to again, but he uh, he said terrible, and I it, explained it would, it would in be so funny. many words. Yes. It'd be funny if the one time you broke it, you were quoting <laughs> me. Like that would be my kind of yeah. take on this is that baseball purists it's absolutely hate it, 
Yeah. Uh, middle, you know, maybe someone that's a, a pretty big but not huge fan doesn't really like it, especially if your team is away. And then super casual fans are, you know, are, are indifferent yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really like it, but it's like this very blunt instrument to sort of get an, an elegant job done that almost doesn't need doing but like it like it affects such a small amount of games they're just they're trying to remove like um i think was it maybe jay jaffe wrote about this i forget who sort of made the point where it's like it's trying to like solve this very tiny problem (laughs) like or they're trying to trying to eliminate all randomness out of baseball basically and it's one of I those and, and yeah. i think i i think i can speak for you and say one of the reasons why other than the fact that it just is awkward and, and inintuitive to start with a runner on base it it eliminates one of those rare outcomes where once a season there's this 18 inning or 20 inning game and those little things that happen only a little often are what make baseball so kind of wonderful yeah uh and, and yeah, and it's just a very, I think, as you said, a blunt instrument and just sort of inelegant solution to it. I, I tend to not like it for maybe the not so much a direct reason, but um, so the the sort of stats on it, I, I looked it up um, 2018, 2019 before the you know old rules or this was during the old rules before the new rules came in. Um extra inning game was over by a through by 11 innings so two extra innings um 69% of the time now since 2020 it's gone three seasons with the runner on second rule and extras um the, the games end within two extra innings uh, 92% of the time so you're basically eliminating the super long game for the most part like and it it's like to but the main reason they always use is because it doesn't like they don't want to like tax a team so much where that it necessitates like you know you got to call up like two pitchers because you used everybody. But the way I don't like the way teams use pitchers generally. Like they they're always playing for nine innings. They're always going having everyone go max out at all times. Like um, and there's no. I don't know. It just, it's just, I don't, I don't like it. I, I, I get frustrated because, well, now teams can't carry more than 13 pitchers, but there's been a lot of times where the Dodgers carrying like nine relievers and they, they still run out of pitchers. Like, like, how does that happen? Like, I, I think teams should, if you want to like bl- have a blunt way to like force teams to act differently. Um, make them keep playing, <laughs> make them keep someone in reserve to use as a long man or whatever and adjust your um, strategy. And then you're, a lot of these rule changes, the other rule changes that they're trying to like tilt the balance back, have more balls in play. One way to do that is by having like a generally less dominant pitching staff. <laughs> and like if you if you're not having them go all out at, you know, 100% of all pitches, like that's one way to do it. I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't want this to take up like 20 minutes, but I, my, my main theory on the, um, on the 
extra inning rule or what, what I wanted to talk about was what do we call the extra extra runner? Because obviously, runner. yeah, the man. Well, the Manfred man is is <laughs> is pretty good, but there's also like you know it's commonly referred to as ghost runner, which is terrible, um, um, because <laughs> players not dead for one thing. No, um, I don't know. It's just weird. Um, there's free runner. There's automatic runner. I, what was it? Well, I guess Manfred Mann is that the leader in the clubhouse? What do you What do you think? I mean, I I have always said not always, but for a while yeah. I've said Manfred Runner. I haven't said Manfred Mann. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not I'm not the punster that that uh, you subscribe to be. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. But you know, if it's especially uh, especially because it's such an unpopular rule, I have no problem naming it after after sure. the commissioner. After the wildly, wildly popular, MLB we have Lawler's Law. There's plenty of things that <laughs> enter the lexicon. Wait, so if it, let's say from now on, if if <laughs> if the not, Dodgers, and Lawler's Law is a lovely thing, not a Lawler's just, Law just, just is, to clear is a, an to actual scientifically to, proven law too. Like not we, a completely fair thing to compare. First team to score 100 wins. Um, so I think as a rule, in honor of Lawler's Law, anytime the Dodgers. Score the runner, the free runner from second base in extra innings. We have to say bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that's the way to do it. Um, so yeah, let's talk about some actual Dodgers news that uh, wasn't extra inning related. I guess it could be at some point if they're. I was going to go see if David Peralta has his, has had any extra inning heroics against the Dodgers. Probably. Oh, yeah, <laughs> probably. Oh, so I didn't look this up, but I believe I think it was Rowan Kavner. Um, last week when the sort of the Dodgers signed outfield David Peralta. Um, what? Rowan Kavner. I was just talking about David Peralta for no reason. Just randomly. Rowan Kavner was like, I, I'm, he's like, he was, he said he was like surprised that he had like a 700 OPS or something against the Dodgers where it's like, you think it's like a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems to be always in the mix. Um, so yeah, one year, six and a half million, like massive platoon split guy. Um, lefty hitter hits righties really well. Had back surgery to repair herniated disc in September because you know everyone is dealing with something. Um, pretty good defensively. He's also 35, so less so um, than he was like two years ago. Figures to be like the better end of a platoon in left field. So it kind of we talked. Uh, well, uh, part, we didn't since we recorded last fan fest happened. There wasn't like a lot of newsworthy stuff there, but they just get to talk to a lot of people. And the general consensus was there's going to be quite a bit of like competition, like for playing time among Dodgers, like more uh, more than they're used to, at least in in previous years. Yeah, but like, last year especially, I remember. I think I remember our episode when we were talking about it. Like, man, there's almost nothing. <laughs> Everything yeah, kind of like, set. It was like Matt Beatty, like <laughs> Andrew Rios, like you know uh, that kind of thing. But yeah, so. The one thing that Dave Roberts mentioned where he was asked, um, this was, again, almost two weeks ago now, but, like, um, who who's your center fielder? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he just started naming guys. But so, essentially, they could end up with, like, platoons in both left and center field. You have, like, Chris Taylor, uh, Trace Thompson, right-handed hitters. Peralta's a left-handed hitter. Um, James Outman is a left-handed hitter, and then you have Jason Hayward, non-roster invitee, and then a uh, fellow non-roster invitee, Bradley Zimmer, who hasn't really hit at all um, ever, but like um, is the by far the best defender of all of them. 
and was used weirdly, like or not weirdly, but he was used a lot as a defensive replacement last year. I don't know if you that's something they necessarily want to do, but like I'm just saying they have options. There's also Steven Duggar in there. But um the competition is essentially like um four to five guys for like two roster spots, basically at this point. You know, Chris Taylor's gonna be on the roster no matter what. Chase Thompson probably is, but he's still in that like competition zone. Um, the, the weird thing with him too, he's he's going to miss some time because he's going to play for Great Britain in the World Baseball Classic, but I don't think they're expected to advance or anything, so he might only be gone like a week or so, but um, that's, that's something to consider. But uh, yeah, so um, that was like the, on the higher end in terms of uh, what the Dodgers added. Uh, I This came on Friday, and I want to say I think I, oh, I missed it at first. So last Friday I had, I had to get my apartment bug sprayed. So I was like out of the apartment for like a good eight hours. And I was sort of bouncing around half running errands, half. Um, I blogged from like a Wendy's at some point <laughs> that day. Cause I was, I wanted to get some work done. I just stopped in there cause I could it easier to sit down. And then I, because it took longer than I expected, I had to be out longer so I ended up going to a Panera, and I think I wrote about the David Peralta signing at that Panera. So I will forever associate him with uh, tomato soup and Caesar salad, which is what I ate for dinner. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it just—I I guess it's not to say I didn't expect them to make moves. I sort of figured they would um, add people, but they weren't done um, on, on the next day, Saturday. Um, they came to terms with Alex Reyes, who was the Cardinals um, closer in 2021, but he also didn't pitch last year because he had shoulder surgery in May. Um, it's only a one-year, $1.1 million deal. There's a $3 million club option for 2024. You might remember uh, Reyes as the pitcher who gave up the uh, walk-off home run to Chris Taylor in the wild card game I in 2021. Do. <laughs> you do remember that. Um, so he he's expected to miss like the first two months of this year too. Still coming back from that shoulder thing. He was an all-star with the Cardinals. You know, you, 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 that's sort of grain of salt stuff, like with relievers, but he was also, he was really good in a way. Like he had very high strikeout rate guy, um, sort of good, like, you know, sort of misses barrels, that kind of a thing, but walks everybody. He had like the highest walk rate in 2020 and 2021 combined 16%. Lots of injuries over the years. Um, he's only pitched 159 innings in the last six years in both the majors and minors combined. But um, in a weird way, he's not the most recently injured pitcher the Dodgers also signed. Um, to this, We're recording this on February 15th, Wednesday, the first day of like pitchers and catchers reporting like to the full Dodgers camp. Um, and... Uh, on Wednesday, uh, Fabian Ardaya, I believe, was the first to note this. But, um, you know, people, reporters are in the locker rooms uh, there at spring training. And he saw Jimmy Nelson at his locker in the Dodgers clubhouse, uh, which which was new because he was a free agent. Um, he has signed a reported uh, one-year, $1.2 million deal. That's basically, like, in line with each of his last three contracts for the most part. Um, he's, he's back with the Dodgers on a fourth straight one-year deal. Um, 
They declined a $1.1 million option on Nelson in November. He missed all of last season after uh, Tommy John surgery and flexor tendon repair in August 2021. He was really awesome when he pitched in uh, 2021 for the Dodgers. 186 ERA, 38% K rate. He only pitched 29 innings. And that's all he's pitched for the Dodgers in the three years he's been around. He had back surgery in 2020, missed all of 2022. Um, dating back to his time in Milwaukee, he had um, shoulder surgery there. He's only pitched 92 and a third innings over the last five years. So the other thing about these signings, none of them are official as of the time we're recording yet. Um, the Dodgers have a full 40-man roster, so they need to make corresponding moves. Now, it's not that big of a deal because uh, – Today, when we're recording this, February 15th, it's also the day where the 60-day injured list can start to be used. Um, the way the rule book works is you can't place a player on the 60-day DL, which opens up, you know, which doesn't count against the 40-man roster. Uh, but you can't do that until, like, the date that pitchers and catchers report, basically, to camp. And the CBA defines that as 43 days before opening day that happens to be february 15th because this year opening day is march 30th um dodgers have at least three pitchers who are like prime candidates for the 60 day uh blake trinan shoulder surgery in november it was to repair uh his rotator cuff and torn labrum um so speaking with reporters reporters on wednesday trinan mentioned that um his initial timetable um while when returning from his injury was or from the surgery was 10 months and then um he he's like confident that would be september right if you're just gaming it out but he feels confident he's going to pitch quote from trying and this is from uh, jack harris a story in the la times i feel like i should be able to come back this year at some point i think it's a very real possibility it'd be really kind of a gut punch to me if i wasn't able to etc cetera, etc cetera. um walker bueller we know um, uh, he had Tommy John surgery, uh, last August, along with flexor tendon repair, the same duo that, um, Jimmy Nelson had a year earlier. Um, JP fire Eisen acquired from the Rays in December, uh, had a quote general cleanup of the rotator cuff and labrum in his shoulder in December. Uh, he's not expected back till near the all-star break. Um, note about JP fire Eisen. So he was at FanFest. um, wearing a number 45 jersey on the back of his jersey it had his full name uh including his initials with no um period so it said jp fire as on the back of his jersey so i went up and asked him about it because i looked he when he was on the raise he never he never had jp on the back and i was like what's up with the jersey <laughs> you know and he's like he's like no it was he's like i thought He's like, honestly, I thought they were messing with me because I'm the new guy. <laughs> but it turns out someone who like just made the jersey just made an error. Like he just so he's not gonna he's only gonna wear fire Ryzen during the season. So sadly. Um uh the other sort of 60 day candidate is Alex Reyes himself, um, who is might not be ready ready for the first few months. If you put someone on the 60 day injured list now. The earliest they can be activated is May 29th. I think all of these pitchers are not expected uh, to pitch by then anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. We're, I don't really know what Jimmy Nelson's status is as of yet. What, he's missed like a season and a half, so he could very well be ready-ish. Um, they could also have like a nesting situation like they did last year 
let's say, for example, uh, Alex Reyes is signed first of this group. One of the other three pitchers goes on the 60-day IL to make room for him. And then, like, the next day or maybe later that day, Peralta's signed, and then Reyes goes on the 60-day IL. Last year they had um, – they stacked three of them together. Uh, Jimmy Nelson was first. Dustin May went on the 60-day. Danny Duffy signed next with Nelson going on the 60-day. And then Duffy went on the 60-day to make room for Freddie Freeman. So three three players in one roster spot. It was kind of – I'm always fascinated by that. But, you know – it doesn't. It doesn't always work out because if you look back, like Duffy and Nelson, neither of them pitched for the Dodgers last year. So it's not like you're. It's some like great advantage or anything. It's just one of these roster minutia things that I sort of love. Um, but speaking of like just general minutia, baseball minutia, um, were you aware of the Joe uh, Joe West Wikipedia saga of the last I am. week? And I'm a half? little more active on the baseball subreddit than you. I, yeah, not the biggest reddit fan but i do quite enjoy the baseball subreddit and this was definitely a definitely a winner so um uh, uh the user i think on reddit was new york metzelhead which is a funny name um he did some research and found that um a user on wikipedia was um editing the joe west wikipedia page and the user who's editing was had the uh, handle crew chief 22 that happened, 22 happened to be West number when he was an umpire. And it was a, a, a lot of just, um, you know, sort of correcting the record type stuff. And then I guess what Wikipedia has a policy where you can't, you, you're not allowed to like edit your own page because it's supposed to be crowdsourced, that sort of a thing. But um, in this um, Redditor's uh, research, uh, I believe on the page, I don't remember how he found this, but um, quotes from Crew Chief Twenty Two um, included yeah, there's this. A, there's Wikipedia has like a debate page where you can. I talk got it. About okay. Edits. Yeah. And so this this is one quote. Uh, quote: I constructively corrected the bullshit that was on this page. Unquote. And then another one was: um, Quote: If you're going to leave my page, if you're if you aren't going to leave my page alone, please remove it completely. I don't need anyone knowing anything about me, and I certainly don't need anyone reading things that are not true. So Ben Lindbergh on the Effectively Wild podcast mentioned this in one episode last week. Then at the same time, he reached out to the email address associated with Crew Chief 22, found out that it was, in fact, Joe West, and had Joe West on his next episode of the podcast. It was actually a wonderful interview. I enjoyed it very much. Um, There was a a few parts that were like laugh out loud funny. In, In fact, I forgot the reason they even brought it up, but Joe West, he's like, you gotta understand, Rob Manfred hates Bob Nightingale. And he's just like, <laughs> what? Uh, he's just kind of rambling at times, but it was great. It was a great interview. Um, but among the things that Joe West corrected, which is still up incorrectly on both Baseball Reference and Retro Sheet, involves um, Oral Hershiser. And he broke Don Drysdale's uh, scoreless inning streak. This was September 28th, 1988. Uh, Hershiser came in with 40, at 49 innings. He needed 10 full innings to break the record. It's a shutout after it's 0-0 after nine innings. So he went back for the 10th. Um, baseball reference and retro sheet lists the home plate umpire as Charlie Williams with Joe West at first. However, uh, it was West, in fact, behind the plate. Um, uh, Hershiser in the 10th, he struck out uh, Marvell Wynn of the Padres to open the inning, but a wild pitch and it like bounced to the screen which allowed Wynn to reach base. He got out of the inning unscathed, but 
describing that first play of the 10th. Uh, this is from Sam McManus's game recap in the LA Times from 88. Um, quote, at first, I didn't think the guy swung. Then I saw plate umpire Joe West uh, call it a strike, and I knew the guy was on first. I just told myself to bear down and go get them. So, yeah, uh, so what this says is, you know, don't mess with Joe West. He knows what he's talking about on this stuff, so let him – no, I – and uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure because I haven't checked Joe West wiki page in a little bit, but uh, it sounds like Ben Lindbergh was making the case that because Joe West was on the podcast with uh, talking about it with Ben Lindbergh, that can be used as a source uh, for the wiki page itself rather than like Joe West directly. So I don't know if that's the case or not, but I just thought that was hilarious and it had a little Dodger uh, kick. So I will link to that interview in the show notes but, i think it's um, the funniest that it was joe west but it would almost be as funny if it was just a joe west super fan <laughs> you know the, the fact that there is a joe west super fan that kind of thing yeah, yeah. and then named crew chief 22 and um, just spends he, spends he their like, day editing the joe west wikipedia page he has merchandise you know, <laughs> just like, um so uh just a uh Weird transition. I, I don't. I should have looked up Jimmy Nelson's career splits with Joe West as umpire, but instead, I will tell you this: um, Jimmy Nelson, in his twenty-nine innings with the Dodgers, uh, has a two twenty-two ERA plus. That's the seventh highest in franchise history among pitchers with at least twenty innings with the franchise. My question to you: Who's in first place? Crew chief twenty-two. <laughs> yep. I'll uh, I'll come up with a guess after this. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Who has the highest uh, ERA plus in the history of the Dodgers with at least 20 innings uh, with the franchise? I, I will wanna... give you. Yeah, go ahead. You, 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 what, hint, what, what hints would you like? Where, what, wanna, what are you... I have one guess, and you tell me yep. where they are on your list, and then I'll take some hints. How about that? Sure. Max Scherzer. Um, Scherzer's eighth on this oh, okay. list. Okay. Um, and, okay, so he's at uh, 208, in, all in 2021. Slacker. Uh, 198 ERA and 11 starts, 68 in the third innings. I will tell you, I have the top. Uh, it's eight, Everyone with an ERA plus of over 200 is on this list, and there's 10 of them. Um, he has the second most innings of this group. Okay. Um, I will say every, um, every pitcher but one, uh, on this list is in the 2000s. Um, and in fact, uh, eight of them are uh, in the two in since 2010, basically. Whew. 
That's a lot of uh, modern pitchers. I will, I will give you another hint. Um, uh-huh. Two, three, four, five of them are currently in Major League camp with the Dodgers. Okay. Evan Phillips? Evan Phillips is number five. He has a 147 ERA in 73 and a third innings. Oh, I is mistaken with Scherzer. Scherzer has the third most innings. Evan Phillips has the second most innings <laughs> on his group. He's at 285 ERA plus. Uh, before we get into further answering here, I looked up Jimmy Nelson um, uh, pitching with Joe West behind the plate. It's two starts. Um, <laughs> I think they were all with Milwaukee. Um, yeah, uh, 2015, 2016. He gave up uh, eight runs in or no, ten runs, eight earned in nine innings. So an eight ERA with Joe West behind the plate. Oh, Yancy Almonte. He's number two. <laughs> uh, so he set the Dodgers record uh, for ERA last year. Um, well, no, I no, I take that back. He set. He had the second best Dodgers ERA ever with at least 30 innings. He had 35 innings, uh, 1.02. Um, he, his ERA plus was four, is 414 with the Dodgers currently. He's number two. I will tell you the person who has the better ERA, the best ERA, um, This or I guess for a single season in, in this case, but also for career for this person, He that person is below Almonte in ERA plus because of the year they did it. So. Uh, um. I'm tapping number, out. I'm tapping out. Okay. I, I gave it. I gave it a good, good shot. Hank Aguirre, Hank Aguirre is the is the the one. He had a zero point six nine ERA in 1968, but because it was the year of the pitcher, his ERA plus only four oh two. One person who was on the 2022 Dodgers but is not currently in camp because he signed elsewhere. Chris Martin, two ninety. Um, looking at the list now. Adam Kalerik, uh back as a non roster invitee. His ERA 2019-2020 with the Dodgers, 0.88 in 30 and two-thirds innings, 4.96 ERA plus. So, yeah, the other current Dodgers, again, Jimmy Nelson, um, you mentioned Evan Phillips, Almonte, Cleric, and Andre Jackson with a 2.02. Mr. Three-inning save himself, um, uh, 21 and a third major league innings with the Dodgers, 2.11 ERA. Definitely uh, looking at the list, uh, Takashi Saito was on my short list. Uh, and yeah, I, he, he, I don't think I was going to – it totally makes sense not seeing it now that I know, but I um, would not have come up with Adam Clare. By far the most innings of anyone on this list, 189 and two-thirds, um, 227 ERA+. plus. The Dodgers had no right yeah. having a closer <laughs> as good as they had after Eric Gagne, but he was really good. He was so good. Oh, um, that was fun. Oh, yeah. Definitely one of my favorite – favorite players from and, like they call them like smiling sammy and stuff like it's, it's, everything's good it, it was all good just a thoroughly enjoyable player speaking of thoroughly enjoyable ah. it's time for with Craig. we love them five questions sort of some of them have sub questions from craig manami Starting with we Trevino. love it. Oh, sorry. I'm a little oh, wow. Jeez Louise. <laughs> you ready? Yep. Too bad because I actually have to look. I have to pull up the answers real quick because mm-hmm. otherwise I won't get. This is my favorite. This is my favorite part. Not just 
question for Craig, but you, the trivia question for you, because because Craig gives me the answers, I get to sound smarter than mm-hmm. I am. It's the Trebek effect. Hmm. Although, Trebek. no, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Clayton Kershaw made his debut on May 25th, 2008. And since That's 2008, true. I got it. <laughs> oh, sorry. And since 2008, the Dodgers lead the major leagues in regular season total wins. Team ERA and strikeouts per nine innings. To mark this anniversary, here are some questions about first for Clayton Kershaw. Question the first. The St. Louis Cardinals were the first team to face Kershaw, so multiple firsts were made against those Redbirds. Can Eric name the first player he struck out? Um, I believe it was the very first batter of the game, uh, current Marlins manager Skip Schumacher. Correct. Can Eric name the player who got the first hit? And for so, bonus points, was it a single or an extra base hit? So I know I know for a fact of of one hit. I just can't remember. I can't remember if it was an RBI hit or not. But the, I don't know who else got the hit before him. If if so, so I will just say Albert Pujols with a double. Correct. That was the first. Okay. Uh, and I'll say it was an RBI. Uh, Must the, have walked someone. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say who because I, I yep. think that player may come up. Maybe not. Maybe not, actually. All but right. anyways, Kershaw was able to strike out two players twice in his first career start. Can Eric name oh, those two players? God, I don't remember him. I don't. Okay, I, I can't say I know. exactly. I'm guessing he had at most seven strikeouts in this game. Um, but I'll, I'll look. But yeah, so... Okay, so it's 08 Cardinals. So I'm going to go. I, I want to say this person was later a non roster guy with the Dodgers. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe I'm. Con- <laughs> so I don't even know if this is true or if he was a Cardinal. But Brian Barton? Uh, no. Who was the, the walk beforehand? Oh, okay. So but I'm, did not, I'm not. I thought maybe he would come up on this question. He did not. So I'm not totally off base. Um, uh, who also wasn't totally off base, Brian Barton, because he walked. Um, so, oh God, um, who? So this is 08. So this the other person I'm thinking of was a contact person. Um, what about Yadier Molina? It is not Yadier Molina. Okay, the only other, the only other thing I can think of is David Eckstein. Uh, so I always thought it was David Eckstein was in this uh, this uh, initial first five or so batters and including strikeout. He's not. Um, Skip Schumacher struck out twice. Uh, yeah, I guess I should have guessed him. Yeah, I knew he had one. And Ryan Lutwick. Oh man, I, I, this is not a trivia question for Craig, but uh, can, any I'll give you let you have one stab. Kershaw struck out three. In that first inning, do you know the other strikeout victim? It was Ludwig Schumacher and... Oh, uh, so it could had to be, obviously, someone in, what, the top five batters? Um, so I'm trying to think. Too, it was too early for Lance Berkman to be a Cardinal. It was so too late for Jim Edmonds? Um, and, oh God, um, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. It is 
Troy Gloss. Troy Gloss. Noted, Perfect. noted Cardinal. <laughs> Troy so Gloss. I want to, I want to, because you mentioned Ryan Ludwig, um, I want to make sure I have this correct because it's one of the all-timer trades if you just think about it. Um, so a little more than two years after this, this game, uh, May 2008, in uh, the trade deadline in 2010, Ryan Ludwig was traded as part of a three-team trade by the Cardinals to the Padres. Uh, first, I will say the Padres sent Nick Greenwood to the Cardinals. The Indians sent Jake Westbrook to the Cardinals. And the Padres sent Corey Kluber to Cleveland. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> that was that was some trade. That was wild. Last question from Craig for you, yeah. and then we'll, you know, actual questions. Clayton Kershaw committed his first, <laughs> good luck, uh, his first Bach in 2009. Can Eric name the team that received that first Bach? And for bonus, who was Come the on. runner on base that caused that free base? Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wish you just, you know, you know. Had it. This like, idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously. So... I'm just gonna. I don't. I don't have. I don't have any clue. But I'm just gonna get, have a guess. I will say. Um. The Brewers and Ryan Braun. It is the Angels and Eric with a K. Ibar. Oof! All right. Oh, that was almost gonna be my hint. This was a sort of name twin to you. Got it. You ready? Ready sure. to move on? You did, you did, you did good, I think. Decent, yeah. yeah. Here's a question about listening to podcasts. Do each of you listen at regular speed, or do you speed it up? And if so, how much? I, I cannot fathom anyone who listens to it on anything other than normal speed. <laughs> In fact, I think that people who, who like listen to podcasts on you know higher or faster speeds, should probably go to prison. Like that's, that's probably like you, anytime you like adjust that setting in your, in your podcast listener of choice, it should be a red flag that goes directly to the FBI. Um, no, I don't know. I just can't, it bothers me for some reason. I don't know why it's do what you want, obviously. Um, but I, I, I can't do it in any, anything other than no, normal speed. I normally do normal speed, but depending mm-hmm. on, there are certain podcasts where I'm, listening more to like ingest information quickly and then in that case i'm not really there to enjoy it and then then i can go up to maybe as fast as 1.5 but usually like 1.3 kind of anything faster than that it's just it's too hard for my brain i will tell you i listen to the true blue la podcast at zero speed because i don't like the sound of my own voice (laughs) (laughs) yeah 0.1 0.1 speed just because you really like it's, it's start sounding like humpback whales at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last week, LeBron James scaled a 39 year old record to become the all time leading NBA scorer. If you look at all the baseball, all the baseball's records, most seem out of reach except for maybe career home runs. Giancarlo Stanton has hit 378 home runs entering his age 33 season, and Mike Trout has 350 home runs in his age 31 season. Uh, maybe do you agree? Uh, do either of you agree? That's the question. Do either of you agree that if any major baseball record is broken, it would be home runs? And do you think there is a current player that could do it? 
yeah, I was looking at this. I uh, I was trying to see like if it's just funny. Like um, it's crazy how close Albert Pools got in RBIs uh, to Hank Aaron at the top. Right. Um, but you look at like you know walks. Barry, Barry Bonds like just kind of obliterated that. But I was looking. I think among there's he's at like twenty five hundred and something. There's like a couple active people at like thirteen hundred, but they're like all super old. So like nobody has basically nobody has even half of that. But then like you know, Ricky Henderson steals obviously out of reach. It's, it might as well be like Cy Young's win total. But even like in terms of like strikeouts, Kershaw's probably he might get to three thousand depending on how long he pitches. But even that is twenty seven hundred <laughs> behind. Uh, Nolan Ryan, you know, that kind of a thing. So, double, like, there's really not, like, hits, you know, maybe someone, did you know Elvis, Elvis Andrus has 1,997 hits? I was shocked by that when I no. saw that earlier. Not, not to say he's going to have any records or anything, but, like, just getting to 3,000 is one thing, but then you're, like, 1,250 something behind Pete Rose. So, like, um, yeah, I it, I think it's got to be home runs. Just just looking at this and Stanton, like he's so injury prone. Obviously, Mike Trout is too. Like Stanton seems more so. He, he, Stanton is obviously more likely to have a few years where he just goes off, but he kind of has to have those pretty soon here to like at least get him to that. So like even if he goes to, to age forty, right? Like I think over his last eight years. He's had two very injury plagued, very low home run total years during that eight, but he had 224 home runs. So if you do that, that means through his age 40 season, he'd have 602. So he'd still be over 150 away from the record. So that's tough. I think you got to go with Mike Trout because he's two years younger. Obviously, also injury prone, but I think um, uh, he has at least a shot at it. You know, again, if he hits what, uh, like thirty-five a year for the next nine years, that's uh, three fifteen. So he'd be at six sixty-five through 40, age forty. No, I'm sorry, he has ten years since he's entering his age thirty-one season. So he'd be at seven hundred at age forty. So like, if he can be close to that, it's at least reasonably close. So yeah, I, I think it's got to be home runs. Um, I have a hard time seeing like other. Records and plus, like, even if it is some other record, if it was like doubles or triples, and even those are like out of reach, none of them have the like cachet as like home runs. Maybe hits does, maybe if someone had like runs score, but even that, like, Ricky Henderson's super high. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any of the big, important quote unquote important numbers are, um, are any as as likely to be broken as home runs is, and even that is <laughs> seems like a long shot. Lead off two run home runs. How about that? Yeah, Ed Rios, the first. <laughs> a number of Dodgers are participating in the World Baseball Classic this spring. That That's includes... this year. <laughs> no, Sorry. That includes Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Clayton Kershaw, and Julio Urias. But also, both Will Smith and Austin Barnes will be away from working in spring training games and bullpens with their pitchers. What impact, if any, will that have? And does this mean a big opportunity for Diego Cartaya to impress the Dodgers coaching staff? Yeah, so like he's on the forty man, right? So he's he's already in big league camp. He's 
Probably going to start the year in Double A. I'm sure he'll get in some like game action and things, but um, yeah, that that's going to be interesting. I'd like to see how how much he does like in game action because so the games the pool play is like March 11th to the 15th, but the the WBC like players they'll they'll start doing like workouts with their teams around like I think they leave like on March 6th. So you're basically like a week and a half out, even for the teams who don't advance, like and Team USA, good chance of advancing. You figure Team Mexico is probably going to be at least uh, be in there. Venezuela might be with like Miguel Rojas, but like in terms of the catchers, it's Will Smith's on Team USA, Barnes is on Team Mexico. So those are the two teams I'm thinking about for this. But like they're going to be gone for like at least a week and a half, possibly like two plus weeks. So that that's some time to to get, I mean, just by um, virtue of like who's up, who's left in camp because the Dodgers have three non roster catchers. It's Hunter Fiducia, Hunter Fiducia, and then two veterans in like um, David Freitas and uh, Patrick Mazika. I, I would I would guess Cartaya is going to catch a fair bit. Like uh, even if he doesn't catch a ton in games, he's going to be catching bullpens. He's going to be uh, being in the room, like with the um, the coaches and like planning stuff and things like that, so I think just that's going to be pretty good experience wise for him. And he wasn't um, like a non roster guy before anyway, so this is like his first real time in major league camp. So I think there's it's going to be a lot to take in, but yeah, I think it's going to be he'll get some opportunity. I think it's going to be interesting in general how uh, even um, with some of the pitching gone. And some of the position players like uh, competing, there, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for guys who might be up at some point. Like Michael Bush is going to probably get some playing time. James Outman will get like more playing time, um, that sort of a thing. So I think that it's going to be an interesting like couple weeks there when when some of the big names are gone. Kept before we get to the final question, I kept looking to find an Alex Trebek quote where he talks about having the answers, but I must just be thinking of the Sunel skit. Uh, with my, I, I think he's he's talked about that before, but I yeah, yeah. like I, I don't, couldn't find the nothing, quote. Yeah, Didn't nothing perfectly comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> L- Times recently did a story comparing the Sam's Club dollar thirty eight hot dog and drink combo to Costco's dollar fifty. Their favorite was the one that cost 12 cents less. My question is, do you have a favorite combo meal to get when you're on the go? And Eric, did your time at In-N-Out include their inclusion of their now popular combo deals? So when when Craig first asked this, I immediately went to the second part about In-N-Out. But I didn't think to think of a free a favorite combo meal. So do you want to answer your part of that first? And before well, mine is, one? mine is uh, number one, ketchup, mustard, instead of the spread, animal style. With a whole grill. A whole grill will do about half the time, I would say. Half whole grill. Uh, and other than that, not really. You know, it kind of just depends on what I'm feeling. Uh, to buy you time, I will note, I ha- uh, I went to a quick trip, our beloved quick trip yeah, uh, yesterday. Quick trip. And I bought a sandwich, a mm-hmm. drink, and chips, just because that's what sounded good. Uh, and I got a fountain drink, and I normally don't, but I sure. fountain Coke Zero sounded good. Got it up, and it rained in at like a dollar more than the sandwich, and I was 
baffled. And I was like, I have ripped the store off. The chips should be like a dollar fifty. The drink so is a dollar. Ran out. I know. I literally came went back in after I went to my car. I'm like, hey, did I did I miss something? Did you forget to ring it up? He's like, no, it's a unstated combo. Apparently, if you buy a fountain drink, a brand of the chips that I happen to get, and a sandwich. Amazing. So, so you you lucked into a I combo. I, there's my favorite oh. combo: the quick so, trip sandwich soda. Okay, so I'm gonna I, I will still answer the first part, but I will go to the second part first because I will note that the combo meal yep. at In and Out doesn't give you a yep. discount. <laughs> it's just it's just a way for uh, bozos to or make ordering easier, basically. I, but um, I, I I'm sure that is the biggest reason why they implement. I wonder how yeah. much of it is people. You know, Ooh. maybe they went in not really wanting a drink. We're like, oh, I got to get a combo. <laughs> they, they have well, I think <laughs> that's part of it. So I worked in and out from 93 to 95. It was like um, part of my junior year. I was all seven. Some, all the... <laughs> so you weren't... You worked there like two years <laughs> I was, later. Right? I was behind yeah, the no. prime. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so then all summer between junior, senior year, and then all of senior year. And then into the summer before college... And then um, I was at Smart and Final in college. But when I came back after freshman year, between freshman and sophomore year of college, I went back in and out. So I was doing two jobs. So like 93 to 95, roughly. I don't remember them having the combo meals when I was there. But also I worked at a time in and out where uh, the the employees had to pour all the drinks. There was no self-serve drinks. So that was a thing. Um, but... But yeah, they famously don't offer discount. I looked. Um, my local In and Out is it's the same today. Obviously, the prices are higher, um, but it, it's just this, it's the exact same price as if you ordered everything separately. Um, it was that way. Well, yeah, like I said I, I don't remember having a combo at that time. Was it? Was it? It was still cash only, right? No. Um, wait. Hmm. They wow. Had, they that... didn't start taking credit card because I remember there was always an ATM. Uh, that ours. is a that's a good question. Actually, I th- wow, I think you're right. Yeah, we didn't. Okay, this is speaking of a tangent here. Um, <laughs> so around that same time, I was working in at Smart and Final, and when when I first started at Smart and Final in the oh man, I want to say this was at either the Cathedral City or the Indio store in the Palm Springs area. I just remember we had um, oh god we. We didn't even take credit cards at the yet. By the within like a year, we did. But I remember this one lady was so indignant she wanted to use a credit card, and um, we only took uh, cash or check at the time. And we had that like machine you'd run the check through to make sure it's not like fake or something. But um, I just remember my manager was so smug to the lady, and he goes, "We're doing just fine, ma'am." You know, like with without taking credit cards. It's like what a what a small-minded man! Was, anyway, it's hilarious. Two thousand five is when they started taking credit cards. Wow! Wait, with Smart and Final? No. Oh, In and Out, In and Out, In and Out. So, um, <laughs> uh, before I get more into In and Out in a second, I will say, so I don't, I don't associate In and Out with having a combo meal, even though what I usually get there incorporates everything. With that <laughs> I don't, I don't order it like that. So the the ones that come to mind are. Um, it's probably so it's either it's either the the three taco meal at Taco Bell 
I don't like the Supreme. That I think that's their number one, but I don't like sour cream. So I just get the like three regular tacos. I do not like sour cream because it's terrible. Um, um, but here's the deal. I like just about every like chip dip that is sour cream based. So it's I'm not super <laughs> anti, but I just don't like it generally. Like on especially like on tacos. And, but the other thing is probably. Um, at Del Taco, I probably will give them the the higher mark on this because they're fr- they have crinkle fries, which are great. Um, but I think my go-to there is probably the um, chicken soft taco meal. Two chicken soft tacos, fries. And which has drink. sour cream. Uh, not when you order with no sauce <laughs> and then <laughs> put hot sauce on it. <laughs> so, Yeah. That's the whole point of the chicken saw tacos. It's the one that comes Mm. with sour cream. No, Uh, the the key there is is if you they will add green sauce to it, and it's way better that way. So, uh whatever. But uh, back to In and Out story. Uh, When I worked (laughs) there, um, just to to, like show how old I am, double double was two thirty. Today it's five fifteen. A cheeseburger was one fifty. A hamburger was one thirty five. The differences between things were very regimented and easy to memorize, um, which helped because as someone who worked there, in my I worked almost entirely the register or the drive-through. Um, so it was eighty cents to add a patty, fifteen cents for cheese. Drinks were sixty-five cents for a small, which is freaking hilarious. Eighty cents for a medium and ninety-five cents for a large. Fries were eighty cents, so you had this like um, you're just sort of putting stuff together. And it's very easy to figure out what the totals were because you're kind of working with the same base system. There's a lot of adding 80 cents here and there. So I work the register uh, a lot. And especially like by the time I, uh, before I was 18, I believe the rule was um, you couldn't work more than four hours uh, on a school night, I guess. So I had to like usually be off by nine because our shifts didn't start to like five. But once I turned 18, they're like, you're working till one tonight. I said, okay. <laughs> so, and which happens sometimes. So sometimes there might be two of us super late. One person's doing the grill. I'm like doing all the uh, register stuff, but no one's in the store. So I'm like, I might I'm be in like. The store at that time. I'll let you know. I might be cleaning like some, a table or something. And, but I'm walking around and then I hear someone in the drive-thru. I had the headset on. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take your order. And then because I knew what the amounts were and what the usual tax was, I would quote them their exact total. And the person who's at the, who's like cooking the food, they have a headset. So it's not like they're missing out. They, they know what to make. And I go to the thing and I was always right to the penny because I was a nerd. Um, but yeah, so that was my little uh, fun thrill at in and out. It was my, it was my way to showing off is that thing no one cared they didn't know about it like they didn't know i was pulling this off so you should have it was like it was like basically for one other person in in the store but yeah can you imagine uh that'll be uh 420 ma'am and and yeah i knew what it was like (laughs) i didn't calculate yeah they just they just drive off like (laughs) and then you get a burger it's great oh that's yeah i'm hungry So, you know I, uh, what? You know there are In-N-Outs in Salt Lake City, and I have a, a work conference there later in April. So I'm, I, I thought circled. you were going to say, "So I'm going to drive there right now." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty solid. I have an In-N-Out a few blocks from me. 
and I am considering driving oh, there after we're done recording. Vi- so. I'll live vicariously through you. It'll be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. we should get sponsored by In and Out. By the way, I, I think, mean, you I have think. the end. You're a former employee. Yeah, I, I wish I still had my safety pin, but that's it uh, for when us are we, today. Uh, when are we recording again? Uh, soonish, probably. We'll have a we'll have at least one more episode this month, which means probably recording next week. And yeah, that'll do it um, for us today. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you again next week-ish. Bye.